This is the Watch Geek Time Podcast. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Watch Geek Time. This is the WatchGeekTime.com podcast. It's a conversation about heritage, history, and why we're so hooked on horology. Sit back and relax, because we're going to talk about everything from watches to... Watches. The WatchGeekTime.com podcast is recorded live on Saturdays from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Time. I am your host and in-house Watch Geek Scott Goldman on the boards, as always is. Hey, it's Jody. How you doing, my buddy? Doing good. What are you wearing over there? I'm wearing a Martin Braun. Very excited to wear it. So, now that you've uh, had a chance to keep it fully wound and, and all that good stuff, what, uh, what and now that you're wearing it, the timekeeping, do you see a difference between when you're wearing it and when it's sitting in the drawer? Just curious. <clears throat> yeah, I do. So I do. do do tell. I, I think um, it, it may lose time a little bit when, when, when you wear it. when when you're wearing it or when you're when I when I'm wearing it, it consistently. So I mean I won't notice it through the day so much, but after about two or three days, I'll. So when you're I'll wearing it, it's losing a little bit of time. Yeah. So if you think about it, it's in many different positions. Yeah. So one would expect that maybe it's a little magnetized. You know, you might want to have it. Just checked out and served Decals. it. Decals. Most people can service a watch like yeah. that. Does it bother you? No, no, it's it's not enough. And I, I, I will admit, occasionally I do forget. I'll skip a day. I'll go back to the drawer and it's it's wound down. So I've got to reset it, wind it up, and and away I go again. So right. Well, that's the other thing with a yeah. manual wind watch. What do you know? What the loss is on a daily basis when you're wearing it? Is it more than a minute? Um. I would have to redo that again. I'd have to. Uh, I'd be curious really to get know. Dead on and. Okay, listeners, Jody's homework for next show is to really see for sure if he's keeping that watch fully wound. I bet you that's the other thing. When you're wearing it, why don't you reach down to it every I don't know three four hours and give it a couple of cranks and just yeah keep just it keep it off. keep it totally yeah. topped off yeah. and see what it does. I'd be yeah. very curious to know. Me, I'm wearing your Ulysses Narden. Maxi Diver. This is the one my Uncle Don wants. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's good. It's really nice. Yeah, I call this the flail-proof watch. It's great. If you have a friend who likes to flail, this is a good watch. Hey, reach us on the Twitter at WatchGeekTime, hashtag W-A-Y-W-T. What are you wearing today? Give us the make, model, and reference number if you know it. So, Jody, this is our 71st episode. 71. Wow. I know, crazy. We've got the new arrivals from elementintime.com. We're going to brand focus, Jody's brand focus this week, by the way, New Zealand brand Magretti. We're going to talk about what are the characteristics of a pin cushion case. But first, what do we got? Email. Yeah, we got the first email here. This one comes from Brad Sands from uh, <clears throat> Spirit, Oklahoma. And uh, Brad writes in, Dear Scott and Jody, I have an old grandfather clock that has been in the family for many years. It is in need of a service, but it stands over 10 feet tall, 
and is damn near impossible to transport. Do you have any suggestions at all? This is a great question. This comes up a lot, actually, when I talk to Martin and he has to have a clock brought or shipped to him. Right. There yeah. is a method. You can very carefully remove the clock from the furniture. Let's just say that that 10 foot tall rectangular almost coffin like (laughs) (laughs) non Ikea made thing that the clock is sitting inside of like it's like a cabinet but you can if you look at it carefully and take your time you can figure out some spots where you can remove the weights you know, because when you wind up a clock like this, Jody, there's weights that are up inside. I believe of it. they just hook over the. Um, there's like a. Well, they're the ones. A hook. That yeah, there's a hook that you can literally right. just unhook them from exactly, and you can unhook the pendulum, and they're almost very obvious. Right. And then you can very easily get in there and get the clock away from this ten foot tall cabinet, and if you can pack it carefully and properly. You can ship it to my friend, Martin Braun. <laughs> He's in a town called Mabach. He'll fix it for you and ship it right back, but it won't be inexpensive. If you're interested, email me, scott at watchgeektime.com. Next question. Okay, so the, the second one here is from uh, Michelle Wharton from uh, Seattle, Washington. And uh, Michelle writes in Discord and Jody, I, ha- I love watches and I love the show. My everyday watch is an FP Sean Chronometer Blue, uh, which I must admit gets a lot of attention r- from the guys in my office. Yeah, I bet. My question is, if you had 40 to 60 grand to spend on an FP Sean, <laughs> which one would it be? If I had 40 to 60 to grand, if I had 40 to 60 grand to spend, it's nice disposable income. I guess she's it? doing pretty well up there in Seattle. Well, Michelle Mabel, you and your chronomantre blue, aren't you something? I'm, I, I'm already in love with you and I don't know who you are. <laughs> Fabulous watch. And I don't doubt the guys in the office are envious. Now, here's what I would do if I was definitely focused on an FP genre. They have this second time around offering. You can purchase a fully certified pre-owned watch. You know, like if you went and went and got a certified pre-owned Audi or BMW or Mercedes where they're going to stand behind the watch and you can get it for much less than what the car watch sold for new. I like this one I just saw on the site. Jody has it up on his screen. A Vagabond Blue, uh, sorry, a Vagabond 2. It's a jump hour watch, but it has no dial, so everything's exposed. It was released in a limited run of only 68 watches, and it sold for over $80,000. There's one available on the FP Journe website. What do you think of that, Joe? It's wild. Just over fifty-five grand, and I'll tell you this, if it wasn't rose gold, I might have an extra sixty grand to spend. <laughs> Look at that thing. Yeah. Jump hour. And it's open dial. Open dial, and you can yeah. see all the all the wheels in there with all the various numbering on it. Has a single bridge. Everything's attached to that single bridge. You know what? I just noticed the uh, yeah. power reserve here. Yeah, it's, the way they incorporated. That. It's slick, isn't it? Check it out. Yeah, it's really good. Look at how the look at look at how there's like one bridge. That one, everything's connected to that one funky bridge. So yeah. it's a baguette yeah. movement. Yeah. There you go, Michelle. That's what I would do. 
Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Okay, so mm. the third email here comes from Dennis Green from Los Angeles, California. Oh, He's local. Close by. Dear Scott and Jody, I don't have a question so much as a comment. First of all, I love the show and appreciate the information you guys share. Thank Just Dennis. a heads up. Yes. There's a great watch and clockmaker duo located in downtown LA district or the uh, jewelry district. It's called Swiss Watch and Clock. And it's run by a father and son who do exceptional work. Just in case uh, any of your listeners need an old watch or a clock service, their website is SwissWatchAndClockLA.com. So, yeah, <laughs> you like, have to check I that wonder out. if Dennis is the son. Sounds like Dennis and his friends over there at Swiss Watch and Clock just got a free watchgeektime.com plug. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, there's a couple of people downtown, Jody, that do really, really great work. They're independent. Yeah. And there, there's a couple of guys that are older guys, and it's all word of mouth. Like, there's one guy, the L.A. Mart, which is down at Broadway in California, has a guy on the, I want to say he's on the fifth floor. He's like second generation. My father's had a number of clock service. There is a great old guy. And when you walk into his shop, the smell of grease and oil is, it's almost intoxicating. And, and the only way you know if somebody really has their, their stuff wired or not is the smell of oil and grease <laughs> when you walk into a clock shop. So yeah, I wonder if this is who he's talking about. I didn't know they had an official name, but hey, Dennis, we thank you. SwissWatchAndClockLA.com. Hmm. Okay, we'll keep it in our file. Okay, so the fourth one here is from uh, from Gary Leff from Hidden Hills, California. Mm -hmm. And Gary writes in this Scott and Jody, I have a couple of Patek Philippe watches, but I prefer to wear my <laughs> Apple watch. I get, you know, he might have a really nice strap on it. He might. <laughs> so um, I get tons of crap from my golf buddies and, and uh, people and us. <laughs> at the office. <laughs> does this make me a bad guy? No, Gary, it doesn't. But when you wear the watch, it does. Um, Jody, what do you think? Does it make him a bad guy? I bet he's a good guy. If, if there's a, a need for it as a tool, if it's important that he gets updates or email updates or mm. messages, like if he's in that corporate world, I could sort of understand it. But he, he, God gave him two arms, so <laughs> he could wear a nice one on the left. Well, let's dig into his question. Let's see if we can get into the weeds of his question. I have a couple of Patek Philippe watches. So... That tells me he's a man of substance. And if he wanted to wear a Patek Philippe, he could. Right. Would you agree so far? Yeah. So let's just get into the cryptonics of his email. And instead of wearing a Patek Philippe to impress his golf buddies, this is another piece of the puzzle. He plays golf, which means he's also a man of substance with the golf. Right. But he chooses to wear an Apple Watch tells me he's not pretentious. Perhaps his buddies who are giving him crap are. Perhaps you and I who are giving Mr. Laugh crap are the pretentious ones. I submit to you, Jody. But maybe he's... Um, okay. The, the thing I do find too with the the, the Apple Watches, yeah. some people find them to... They feel that it makes them look sophisticated. 
Oh, it does. So you think he has a nice strap? You were making fun of him before you even finished I, I the question. Yeah, yeah. No, Gary, it doesn't make you a bad guy. Questions or comments, please email us. Scott at WatchGeekTime.com or Jody at WatchGeekTime.com. Tweet us on the Twitter at WatchGeekTime. On Instagram, Instagram.com slash WatchGeekTimePicks, P-I-X. And, of course, on the website, WatchGeekTime.com. We'll be right back. presents 15 seconds of smart so you want to drive more safely stop eating take deep breaths avoid bad weather get eight hours turn it down and of course talk to farmers hi hi we are farmers and now here's the watch geek scott goldman it's the time of the season Love runs high in this time. Give it to me easy and let me try with pleasure. Welcome back to Watch Geek Time. This is the WatchGeekTime.com podcast. It's a conversation about heritage, history, and why we're all so hooked on the zombies. God, I love that song. It's great. It's great. It is good. Photographs of the watches we mention on the show can be found on our Instagram page, WatchGeekTimePicks, P-I-X. And you can tweet us on the Twitter at WatchGeekTime.com, W-A-Y-W-T, is your hashtagery. So, uh, Jody has up on his screen that you guys can't see because it's theater of the mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Element in time we've got the element in time new arrivals and of course elementintime.com please tell gary vidata or alex scott the watch geek the watch geek sent you okay jody what's our first beauty you know what i pulled this one up now this is a rolex yep it's a rolex explorer 2 yep now i i mean i like rolexes they're cool but you know what I'd actually get this one. So you know what's special about that? It's a serial number 2000 by the looks of this 40 millimeter black dial with the GMT hand. Mm-hmm. So it's got the dual time. So mm-hmm. I'd jump on that. It's nice. And the 24 hour bezel on the yeah. outside. Yeah, that, that I like. And the Mondo date. And what I really like, you know, one thing that Rolex, if you're going to get a Rolex, there's a couple that are special. The Explorer 2 is for sure. And how about the red GMT hand? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And on my watch, on my GMT, the GMT hand is green. Mm. I don't recall that. I'll have to look at it again. It's just yeah. subtle, very yeah. subtle things about the So what's the, what is Element getting for this piece? So it, it's listed for 5895 So hit the red tab that's got buy now and it's yours. And, uh, yeah, it, it looks like new old stock, too. Yeah, a lot yeah. of their stuff, by the way, is either new old stock or very lightly worn. Elementintime.com, 
definitely cool stuff. What's that next one? Oh, another. Ooh. Ooh. Another oh, Explorer. So that? we got another a Rolex Explorer 2. This one's another 40 millimeter in stainless. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's got the red. What do they call it? The is rubber it, bee? It's not silicone. It's what? No, is it's it? a special rubber. It, it, it's a company called Rubber Bee. They do, in conjunction with Rolex, they've made these rubber straps where it accommodates the original buckle, and it it's beautiful. Actually, that red that red rubber strap sets off the GMT hand. Yes, Another it sure red does. GMT Very hand. good call. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to draw attention to your Rolex, this one's great. That what's that one cost? Uh, they got this. Pretty much the same, uh, five eight seven five. Oh, okay. So same price. They just put yeah, a. Yeah. That's like a three hundred dollar strap they put <clears> on it too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jaeger Look Ultra Reverso. Duetto Diamond Bezel. So what is that? Gold and diamond. Yeah, eighteen carat uh, rose gold. Mm. Reverso, mm. and it looks. I'm just going. Yeah, the, the hands are. Okay, so if it's a duetto, hold on, keep keep scrolling through. It's got blued hands. It's got the Arabic numerals in the classic, almost Byzantine font. But go to that black dial, the duetto side. Oh, there's your diamonds. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! So that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. really so. One thing about the reversal that's really slick is so that's a duetto. So it's a tool dual time. That's a lady's watch. The duo is the man's watch. Really? So, yeah. So the duetto is the lady's watch. It's a little smaller. Yeah. That's really beautiful. How much? 18,495. That's ooh, for both, ooh, both ooh, units, ooh, yeah? Ooh, beautiful. Yeah, really nice. So um, they, they look new, actually. That's probably new old yeah. stock. Look at the bracelet on that. Beautiful. Tasty. So, now I don't mind this. I, I've, What's I've, that? An IWC Portuguese collection split second Ponte chronograph in stainless steel, silver dial. Yeah, you don't mind that at all, do you? I, I, there's something <laughs> about some of the uh, IWCs with their their um, the bezel. Uh huh. Just the way, I, pretty much the dial goes right to the edge of the casing. There's very little between the bezel and the crystal. Yeah, agree. Yeah, and it's very legible. <clears throat> I, I don't mind that on. And the fact thing. that it's a Rotraponte with a second hand, we've talked about what a Rotraponte is, but quickly, it's a second chronograph hand. So, ah, uh, yeah. If I you were them. timing, if you wanted to know what the horse, the horse comes out of the gate, you hit the first button, and now the chronograph is running. And if you wanted to stop, and, and, and both hands are running, you just don't see the second, the second hand that's underneath the first hand. Then when you hit the button again, the chronograph continues to run. But the second hand that was underneath stops, almost like a marker, so you can understand what the horse did at the quarter mile. Right. Cool, right? Yeah. And then you hit the button funny. again, and the hand catches up with the first hand. The font's all in gold, with the hands are in the gold, too, seconds. Hands. In the typical Portuguese style, the 6 and the 12 are cut off by the chapter dials. Oh, that's a... That's, oh, that's just that's that's that's, that's okay. a DNA move right there. So yeah. th- that one's uh, going for six thousand eight seventy five. And you should know that originally that was probably more like a ten thousand dollar watch. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's new old stock too. Mm-hmm. NOS that. baby. 
Okay, so the next one. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's another uh, IWC Portuguese. Same watch, pretty much. In 18 karat rose gold, mm-hmm. 41 millimeters. Mm-hmm. And there it is. Almost the exact same watch. Right. In 18 karat. Beautiful, isn't it? Very tidy. Very good. So usually, oh. Jody, just so you know, a lot of times these Portuguese collection watches are sold together. One in stainless, one in one in 18 karat, almost like a father-son kind of thing. Really? I didn't know. Okay, that's great. So yeah, th- this one uh, being in the rose gold is uh, 9749 That's a great price for a solid gold watch. Yeah. Um, so the next one... Here it is, a Panerai. So we've got a, a submersible. What kind of case is that? Luminor. Uh, it's in stainless. I know, but what shape? Pink cushion. Ah, we'll get to that later yeah. in the shoe. I like the uh, blue seconds hand here. Yeah, that's a sweet watch. That's yeah. a diver's. That's a for sure diver's watch. I like the uh, fifteen second. The fifteen minutes. Yeah. Indicated air, on the yeah, dial. It's cool. Yeah. So this one's the Luminor Submersible 1953 Days 42 millimeter uh, steel with black dial, and this one was retail for eight thousand seven hundred. It is going for seven thousand eight hundred and twenty-five, and it's brand new. That's the deal of the day, right there, my yeah. friends. Yeah, still got the sticker all on it. all over it. Yeah, nice piece. So. Yes, sir. Oh, we got another item. Oh, look at this. So this, I just, I just kind of put this up on your screen so that we could talk about this. Look at this watch, Jody. So this is the Portuguese perpetual calendar in platinum. Now, one thing I want you to take notice of, if you scroll down the page a little bit, they'll show you the back of the watch. So except for the rotor, the gold rotor that's winding this watch. That is my Georges Lecoult eight day master. No way. That's the That's the really? almost the exact same movement. Yeah. Wow. So if I showed you pictures of the the master eight day perpetual from Yag from Jaeger, it's this. It's this Okay. Is yours a closed back? I don't recall. No, it's open. It's just not a self winder. Okay. Wow. I maintain okay. that perpetual calendar watches should for sure be self winding. Um, but go back, scroll back up. Notice how this one has an eight-day power reserve. Look at the set chapter dial at three o'clock, which is not only the power reserve, but also... Oh, uh, yeah, I see it. And look at the power reserve. How long? Uh, eight days. And when does it turn red? Uh, down to the last day. So it's not trusted for the last day is what it's trying to tell you. There. Okay. Wow. That's <laughs> Now, I noticed that my, my Jaja Lecoult eight-day master perpetual, it'll run for 10 days. Okay. And and it's almost trusted. It's scary. One thing, now scroll back down. I want to show you something else just to see. Look at how small the balance wheel is. Yeah. So that watch runs at 21.6. That's a 3 megahertz watch, even with an, a, a fully aspirated rotor on there. Wow. What's, the, so ne- many. what's the next uh, tab I put okay, up there for you as we're getting we, close here? We got a uh, okay. oh, Bill and Ross. Oh, Laughing Skull. Now, wow. I, I don't know what, I couldn't get the video to play what they mean by Laughing Skull, but if you read up on this little piece here, this is, I mean, Bell and Ross are doing some cool <laughs> stuff. 
But I guess the skull goes, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so they're stating here that uh, yeah. they've added a new movement and an automation that makes the skull actually laugh at you. Isn't that great? That's, that's really cool. And so, they've exposed the, the, the oscillator there at 12. Yeah. Total novelty piece. If you're a real steampunk fan, this is it. Oh my God, it's, look, at, look yeah. at the finish on that pin cushion case. Yeah. Square case, of course, like a... Like an airplane instrument. And I know what Jody wants because I see him reaching for the boards. <laughs> so we just, uh, elementintime.com. Give my friend Gary Vidata a call or talk to Alex if Gary's on the road. For now, we're going to step aside, let the man have his say so that we can afford to keep bringing you all the best that watchgeektime.com has to give stay with us at farmers we make you smarter about your insurance because what you don't know can hurt you what if you didn't know that taking pictures of your belongings helps when you have a claim nice or that Farmers offers a policy that'll replace your car with a new one if it's totaled within the first two model years. And that parking near a street lamp deters thieves. The more you know, the better you can plan for what's ahead. Talk to farmers and get smarter about your insurance. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. There is a watchmaking standard that is revered around the world. That standard comes from Rolex. From clasp to bracelet to its unique watertight oyster case, a Rolex holds its value because it was intended to. Crafted from just three precious metals, platinum, steel, and gold, each defies the ordinary. Its steel, 904L, virtually indestructible and corrosion resistant, is incomparable. Its patented Everose gold, created in an exclusive foundry, will remain beautiful for life. Inside, a genuine Rolex movement is a product of superiority and remarkable testing. It is unrivaled. At Rolex, flawless standards create more than a watch. They create a value that was meant to endure. For a complete selection of Rolex timepieces, visit your official Rolex jeweler. Available at Lux Bond and Green Jewelers, Westport, Greenwich, and other locations throughout Connecticut and Massachusetts, where every box has a story. Rolex, Patek Philippe, Jaeger Lecoultre, Omega, Cartier, Breguet, and just about any other watch brands that come to mind. This is the Watch Geek Time Podcast. Watch Geek Time. I am your host and in-house wrist fetisher, Scott Goldman on the boards as always hey, it's is. Jody. So, I really, getting back to that Bell and Ross for a second, Jody, it was cool. Oh, yeah. Not I a mean, big fan of the brand because I, you know, aviation instruments, whatever, but that was, <laughs> I get that thing is cool. And the nose has the hour and minutes 
and the uh, balance wheel is up in the 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 forehead, but it's like a a three dimensional skull. It's a really cool piece in in silver, but it, the jaw is separate, so I assume that it must chatter. I guess it so must go. <laughs> but and I mean it doesn't look rinky dick. I mean this looks quality. You no, know, it it's it's really finished well. So nice piece. Yeah. We'll put a picture on the website. It's the BR01 Laughing Skull from Bell and Ross. All right. So hey, this week's brand focus is uh, a New Zealand brand Magretti. Their brand slogan is stay minimal, be bold. And since it's a neighbor of our in-house Aussie. Jody, why don't you tell us about yeah, let me look at this. And um, when I was on the site too, uh, it was founded by Dion Wynyard McCasey, and um, he does state it's Magretti. So, but people might see it as Magret, or you know. So it's Magretti, but it was founded by Dion Wynyard McCasey, and the the Magret story began while he was working as a managing director of a creative agency. Oh. And he was focused on design work for a French-Canadian watch company. Do we know which one? You know, I couldn't find it. Okay. He didn't state that, but okay. um, uh, watch company. And when the inkling of an idea was born to build his own watch brand. Ah, I like it. And uh, so the first thing uh, McKay's had to do was to conceive what his brand DNA would look like and uh, what were to be its design features and principles what illusions and associations would be his brand or would his brand suggest how would he capture this vision in the brand name interesting so uh now that mccasey had a plan to you know of where he wanted to take the mcgretty brand he began work on the first website and uh, sure mccasey had the skills to do it himself but knew he'd have to bring somebody to take the you know take the website to the level he actually wanted to achieve i think we all think we can do our own website right <laughs> you know <laughs> hey squarespace so uh yeah I, <laughs> sorry so um yeah so he'd have to bring someone in to uh do the the website to but yeah he brought someone in to bring it up to the level he really wanted to achieve mm-hmm as history would have it having the proper website has become part of mcgretty's success because the first uh, release of the Marcos chronograph was completely sold out mm. uh, within a matter of days, mm. which is incredible for something, a, a new brand, to try and break into this field and have a watch sell out like that. Amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but but he took advantage of the internet, which we'll get to in a sec. That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, the Marcos is is a, a manual wind, and mm. people are still asking for it today. Mm. Without without that initial success, the Magretti Marcus would have ended up as gifts for <laughs> a lot of Macasey's friends. <laughs> <laughs> On the onset, Macasey struggled with finding suppliers that would take him seriously for such a small number of uh, components. Which now, is interesting, right? Because you've you've we've been, talked about this. Yeah, you've yeah. you've sort of seen that yeah in, in i mean in the, with the, of so. course with the doozy to just make 50 pieces we were told by many different companies to just go and pound sand there was no way it was going to be worth our while or theirs and we just kept pushing and pushing and as i mentioned before we started the show today uh, jonathan's watch has been so well received by those who have theirs that 
one guy's ordered two extra and another guy's ordered a single extra. Right. So, I mean, listen, you got to hold your suppliers to where you want them. You can't make your suppliers go your way. I mean, you got to make your suppliers go your way. You can't go their way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, next. Sorry. So, uh, McCasey uh, also had to make an exhaustive search for a case manufacturer who would be open to producing a small number of cases. Mm -hmm. Now, there is something different about these cases. We'll get to that. But um, the first suppliers that McCasey approached just laughed, <laughs> just like what you <laughs> <laughs> So, But in the end, he did find one that was willing and... Um, it is the same case manufacturer the company uses to this day. How about that? So it's a relationship. Yeah. Oh. So the vintage style roll case, for example, is made to a very high standard at the factory in Auckland. Oh, it's it's okay. So, so it looks like that one case that if you look at the third picture there, oh, which yeah. we'll get to, yeah. it's got that heavily duty design yeah. filigree. That looks like the one they make there. Also a pincushion case. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, uh, the vintage style roll case, for example, is made a very high standard at the factory in Auckland, New Zealand. Mm -hmm. While all the watch components are sourced from overseas and most of the McGrady watches house a Myota movement. Myota? I believe. Made by Citizen. Right, and I think he does. When I was digging through there, I thought I saw some ETA stuff too, but... Yeah, I would imagine some of the older watches have an ETA movement or something that he wants to have a calendar uh, display probably has an ETA movement. Yeah, I thought uh, I saw something. Sure. The straps are made by a specialist in Canada and dials supplied from Germany. Uh, the business's success is due mostly in part to all key people working remotely. It's quite incredible when you're having components built all over the world in that that respect and, and if you if you've got suppliers you can trust to deliver on time and deliver quality because the biggest problem for smaller manufacturers like McCasey or McGrady as the case may be is they rely on a, a certain number of parts to be delivered it's not a large number of parts and if any of those parts are malformed mismanufactured for instance a hairspring that has a bad frequency or a screw that's bad, it it has high, high negative impact for the small manufacturer. So you've got to have you've got to have suppliers you can trust that bring the quality time and time again. Yeah. So for him to pull it off like this with such remote processes is pretty impressive. Yeah. So the business's uh, success is due mostly in part to all key people working remotely. This includes case makers, movement suppliers, dial makers, metal band suppliers, leather strap makers, buckle makers, photographers, copywriters, graphic designers and technical advisors. So this model will allow McGrady continued growth into the future. So, uh, so yeah. let's talk about a few of those watches you got over there. Let's yeah, just click yeah. on... Just for me, click on the fourth one on the right there. Okay. All the way to the right. There you go. The Mona Pacific Waterman. That one strikes me as a 50 Fathoms almost looking watch. And all it's the watches, a, by the way, I believe are under $800. Like how much is this one? $575. All right. So it's high quality. 42 millimeter. Less than 600 bucks. 42 millimeter. Screw down crown. Sapphire crystal, 200 meters, 20 
Yeah, 20 ATM, water resistance, and with the rubber strap. It's like a, a Kevlar-style strap. I like that watch. Yeah, it's... Uh, Nice. Let's just hit the tabs. You don't have to okay, yeah, so. you know, lay it out for you there. There you go. Next one. Next tab. So. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. The Mona. So this one's $660. That's There's the Mona. What's that one called? The the Moana Pacific Diver 2. Look at the large numbers at 12, 3, 6, and 9. Oh. Huh. And the yellow in the uh, the bezel here. Very nice. Very Pink, readable. Pinkwishing. Uh, Pin, pin cushion cases, yeah. very nice. Okay. Here's the Moana Pacific Professional Car. It's a, it's a blue dial with blue um, bezel. Slightly different. Uh, seven fifty five, almost eight hundred. Oh, it's just still under eight hundred dollars. Okay, the, this is the Tan Tanua or Tanwa. So the, these are all Maori Maui um, Islander names, like the the native. Uh, from the New Zealand from islands. New Zealand, yeah. So that that watch is definitely that's a pincushion case, but look at the filigree on the. So th this that is looks like it's the in-house casing. Right, it's well worth checking this out. I haven't seen any watches like this, and um, there's all this this filigree, but it's in traditional uh, New Zealander Kiwi tribal um, heritage. So it's almost Mawa, it, right? I mean, it's. Right. Yeah. So, like the tattoos you see on the Exactly. What yeah. you'll see on the islanders, they'll they'll have yeah. these tattoos on yeah. their face and, and, and very um very holding to the uh the, the high tradition, I think. Yeah. Well, it's heritage history, right? I mean that's that's what I think that's what Magret's going for is to stay in the Yeah. The heritage of, of the, the local uh Brethren, I know you want one of those. That's why you're reaching for the Absolutely, board. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we're we're going to step aside for just a second. And when we come back, we'll, we'll talk a, about a few more McGretti watches. And then we'll... Yeah. Yeah. We'll be right back. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything. So we know how to cover almost anything. Even a UFH2O. That's not good. That's not good. That's really not good. It happened August 14th, 2008, and we covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. This is the Watch Geek Time Podcast. Time's taking away. Time keeps taking away. Time's taking away. What happens then we will fall. if we don't rise, then we will fall. Thank you, Todd. It's the WatchGeekTime.com podcast. It's a conversation about heritage, history, and why we're hooked on McGrady. We left off talking about a beautifully filigreed case, but we did not mention some of the work that they're doing on the backside of the cases as well. So, Joe, if you would. Stunning, actually, yeah. So, <clears throat> the back of the case has also got this filigree, and it's it's just absolutely, um, it's beautiful. I've never seen any watches with any uh, work like this because of the 
the theme actually mm-hmm. of what it is normally you know it's the swiss industry and they, we tend to go with that but this is really carrying the theme of the uh, native uh, new zealanders very very nicely it's, done it's so beautiful. which which one is that that's the Ma- manera what is that the manaya manaya this one's going for 1875 that one's a little more pricey this one it's got the maeda movement with hacking seconds hacking seconds means that it stops when we pull the crown so for- i mean actually it means the the second hand stops when we pull the crown yeah okay what else let's talk about one more because i know you want to Bring yeah, up something yeah. with Breguet that you were yeah, thinking. Yeah, I, I just it came to me. But um, we got the regatta or regatre. That's my uncle's watch, by the way. That's why I stuck it there. That's the watch my uncle has. Oh, really? He, yeah, he's the one that has turned me on to Smagretti. That's why I've been bugging you for three weeks to do a thing on Magretti. <laughs> so my uncle loves this guy. How much is that watch? Five hundred and seventy-five dollars. <laughs> See, my uncle wants my. My uh, my Ulysses Nardin was not less than six hundred dollars, Uncle Don. <laughs> now look, that case back's open. It's open, yeah. And what I like what they did with the crystal—they've actually put their um, uh, their emblem uh-huh. in, in the back of the crystal, but just on the emblem. Uh-huh. It's also on the crown, on the end of the crown, and what it represents—it looks like like an ear or a, a spiral. But it's actually a fern because there's, and in Australia, there's there's a lot of ferns and that's a new fern, but it's representing so, the fern. So, and the fern represents what? Like an unfurling? Uh, a, 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 a new f- a fern unfurling, yeah. Oh, interesting. It, it's probably the um, the silver fern. There's a lot is, of stuff shared between you and the, the kiwi, right? I mean, you, yeah, there you is. guys are the koala and they're the kiwi. Is that how we? Pretty much. Or you're the kangaroo <laughs> and they're the whatever. There's a close tie, so yeah, a lot All right, of similarities. So last week you and I talked about Breguet and Jean-Paul Marat. So what was on your mind about Breguet that, that yeah, caught your yeah. attention? Yeah, because I also deal, I work on guitars, and I was reading an article about a, a Spanish guitar that was restored back in the 16, about 1687, and, and they went through it. And then it just it bombed on me. It just hit me, and I thought, watches. I thought, Breguet, we just talked about that. And the thing is... Going back then, there was not even electricity. I know. They may have had whale lamp, oil lamps or something like that. They had oil lamps. But then they had the day, they had, you know, windows. So Breguet had to hand turn, you know, with the machinery of back then. Right. His his timepieces. So how he was able to achieve such accuracy... And it was it was completely made by hand. I mean, so you know when you talk about the essential necessity of good lighting, I encourage anybody who's visiting Paris to go down to the fifth, um, the the fifth district, or what would be known as the Saint Saint Andemont, the fifth andesement. This is where Breguet and the other great watchmakers of the early 18th century spent their days because the light would hit their 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 artilliers with the most amount of light at the longest period of the day keep in mind paris wasn't the it still is to this day not the city of the most amount of light i know they call it the city of lights but a lot of overcast i think they that's right (laughs) i mean that the city of lights at like night like las vegas is really the city of lights but but to that point it's pretty amazing, right? That yeah. they only had so many hours in the day to get their work done. And Breguet said, 
he spent most of his great watchmaking not making watches. It was all in his head after the lights had gone down. Yeah. So, wow. hey, great point. Good, good little bring up there. I like it. So, uh, watch geek term we already said was what? Pin cushion pin case. Pin cushion, yeah. What's a pin cushion case, Jody? The way I see it, it's almost like a square case casing um, that's almost had pressure in it and sort of expands out. So it, it it's distorted, but in this case, we're housing a round uh, movement. Right. So we've got a we've got a round dial in the center of a square case. Yeah. And it's called a pin cushion because it almost looks like a little pillow. Yeah. Has a little pin cushion pillow, and this is where Panerai. Is masterful. Obviously, the McGretti line of watches we've just talked about have pincushion cases. I think you and I have seen other brands that employ the pincushion pin case. Omega does a pincushion case for their bullnose chronograph, right? That's right, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what's that other brand we saw? I did see a long jeans. It's almost like occasionally um, each brand, somewhere through their uh, catalog, once in a while, might has a like. They've always like pin cushion uh, will go through there. Yeah, well, it's popular because it it's almost it's a square case encircling encircling a square case encircling a circle. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and I think it, it actually gives the watch a lot of uh, command and and masculinity. Yeah, if I might say. Hey, well, uh, it's almost time for shoutouts. As a matter of fact, it's time for shoutouts, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt, Chris, uh, George, uh, and Leo, and Judy, of course. Of course. Watch Geek, shout out to Roman down under. Hey, we covered New Zealand today. Yeah. The Neighbors, Ken and Tom, I love you guys. Susan and Jamie, love you guys. John and David, Will and Alicia, April, Andy and Trudy, and Florence. Big shout out to Chris and Arun, who I understand are not at one source anymore. Many people leaving that place. Tara from Fell Direct. I miss you, doll. Antoine Macedo from Antoine Macedo Watches in Paris. My new friend, Lori. George, Diane, and Dylan. George. And if he doesn't get in here, I'm going to have words out there in Woodland Hills. The high-tech Texan who's been very busy on Twitter lately, but very non-political. That's my boy. My San Diego friends, Tim and Jenna, Richard and Austin, and of course, Cindy. My brother Adam and his beautiful wife Monica, all positive vibes to you guys. My buddy Bernie and his lovely wife Sue out there in Westlake. And of course, my Uncle Don, who loves my Ulysses Nardin, but he's going to have to stick with his McGretti watches, Jody. What do you think of that? Yeah. And of course, merci beaucoup to David, our announcer, and spasiba to Sergey, my webmaster. Last but not least, thanks to my watch geek wingman, Jody. You're welcome. It's a conversation about heritage, history, and why we're so hooked on horology. It's the WatchGeekTime.com podcast. And until next week, bye-bye.